Hey, this is Andrew Long from the Arizona Game Fair, and you are listening to Legends of Tabletop. So how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Yeah, it's it's a it's a busy time of the year. Um, I I run an e-commerce business, and this is the the crazy time of the year. And then I also, you know, we're uh, getting ready with uh, Arizona Game Fair, and that is uh, uh, a fair bit of amount of work. So I, I and then <laughs> holidays and all that kind of stuff too. So. All right. So you're the you're the owner and founder of the Arizona Game Fair. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, we started it, uh, the first one was in January. I always like to say last year, but it was actually this year that we started. Uh, the first one was in January. Um, we had two days, uh, and uh, it went so well that we decided to do another one. And so we're back in February, um, uh, February 9th, 10th, and 11th. So, but uh, I am the, uh, the founder and the owner, and my accountant uh, really hates me for it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't realize it last year or or this year uh, as we yeah it's it's hard to say right it's like yeah last year, but it's it was actually this year so yeah, when i was at rincon last year uh you know i saw the stickers for it and everything and i'm like oh that's cool but ah shit it's all the way up in mesa like, ah, maybe next time we'll you know we'll see what happens but i did not realize it was the you know inaugural uh, convention, or I would have made you know a more concerted effort to make it up there. H how did last year go? Was it good? Yeah, it went really well. We did this thing to where we tried to keep it really simple, um, and uh, you know just tried to put together what we thought was a good uh, convention. Uh, we did a you know a uh, questionnaire afterwards and got some feedback, and uh, you know a majority of the people really liked what we did um, and uh, had a good time, and uh, so. Uh, like I said, that that made us want to do it, do it again, um, and keep going with it. So now, when you started, did you reach out to anybody like you know Jason Youngblood or the the, the folks doing the Rencon to sort of you know get any sort of information, feedback? Like, hey, I'm trying to start a thing. What do you think? Like, you know, what do you guys do? Or do you just like jump in feet first? Like, ah, screw it. We're gonna I'm gonna do a convention <laughs> in January. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, what what I did was I I travel a lot and I go to a lot of other conventions like a uh, uh, BGG Con and I've I've actually been to Essen in Germany for the big gaming convention, um, and I've you know I've gone to my fair share of local, uh, you know RinCon and um, uh, Maricopa Con and Crit Hit and uh, uh, Phoenix Comic Con and all that type of stuff, and so I had a good sense of what what the local scene was. And, and I consider a lot, most of the people who run all of those, uh, my friends. Uh, and so, yeah, we've, I've had, I had some conversation, but it really was just one of those things to where like, why not? Let's do it. See how it, uh, now I really did have, I really did have plans if people didn't like it or if it did, if it wasn't where they, you know, if they didn't come away from it saying, Hey, let's do this again. I wouldn't do it again. I mean, it, it's one of those things to where, um, that was, that was the thing is if, if people didn't like it, why do it? Um, and uh, uh, so, and we, we made some changes along the way as we, 
uh, what what the convention originally uh, was going to be changed a bit as we started getting some feedback while we were doing it. Um, and that some of that came from RinCon and and some of that that gaming community. Um, the original premise was to just have open gaming. So I don't know if you're familiar with BGGCon, but it really is. Yeah, it's, it's in Dallas. It's run by Board Game Geek, um, and it really is just a big room uh, with tables. And they have a huge, they have an amazing library because they they get all these all these games and they know about all the games. And um, so you just go check out games and you play them. And that's the kind of convention that I like. Um, that's what it was originally going to be. It was just going to be. We are just going to have an open gaming convention because nobody was doing that kind of thing. And uh, what happened, it changed a bit as I got to, uh, I was at RinCon before the game fair and uh, I had t- I've been talking to some people down there and they explained to me scheduled gaming and why they liked scheduled gaming. And it started to make sense to me. Like uh, people like games, uh, they want to learn games. Uh, they want to teach games. You know, people want to actually teach other people the games that they like and they love. Um, and so we quickly made a kind of an adjustment and added some scheduled gaming kind of towards towards the tail end of it. It didn't go very well um, because when you add stuff, but we did, uh, and we've improved it for this next year. But that's somewhat of the, you know, talking to the community and seeing, um, you know, because my premise originally was just this this open gaming convention. We were going to bring a big library, and you were going to be able to just game type of thing. And there's nothing wrong with that for sure. <laughs> well, it's, it goes back to this thing to where, I, and uh, when people talk about gamers, and this is the biggest thing I've probably learned from doing this, they talk about gamers, but there are so many different kinds of gamers, and there are so many different kinds of people and what they like in a convention and what they want to get out of it is completely different. And so, um, you know, I could make a convention for myself and, you know, it may not be as successful as if I make it for, you know, the community as large. So, but that's the thing, as you start talking to, you know, there's just runs the gambit of, of the types of games that they like to play, how they like to play them, when they like to play them, you know, all kinds of stuff. So that's sure. been the most interesting part. Um, all these different kinds of uh, kind of clusters of, of, and there's overlap and there's, you know, there's all kinds of stuff. So, Right. Well, that's cool that you were at least able to try to incorporate some of those changes just by talking with people in the community. Cause you know, and, and not necessarily any of the conventions in our area, but you know, there is that element of somebody, I'm going to go do something. And it's like, okay, yeah, I hear what you're saying, but this is what I want to do. And it's going to be really good and you're going to like it, but I'm going to do it this way. <laughs> Right. So it's good to hear that you're, you know, obviously looking for feedback. And, you know, with the first year, I guess it makes a lot more sense too. like, hey, how can we make this successful and enjoyable for everybody? Right. And I think it was um, and we, we had some missteps. Um, you know, it's just some of the stuff that you learn. We had a lot of RPG stuff to begin with and everybody thought it was an RPG convention, but it wasn't. It, it actually was more of a board game convention than an RPG convention because that was, you know, the, the big room was was going to be board games. and. So, you know, it was like, um, you know, we had to try to convince people, um, you know, I said I had the first year problem, which I, I, yeah. I tried to explain to people is like, you know, trying to get people to come to the convention and then trying to get, um, you know, publishers and people, it's like, who are you? And, so, <laughs> you know, it's, I, I got to that point where I was just like, you know, we just need to do it and, um, and it's going to be what it is. And, you know, lots of conventions have started in people's 
you know, bedroom <laughs> or, 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 you know, their, their house and their living room and, and, uh, and have moved on to become, you know, huge, huge events. And so you just have to do it. Um, right. Uh, the problem that you get into is if you don't adjust, if you don't listen to what the community wants, you know, it, it's not going to grow. And, and so we've been, we've been trying, I mean, that's, that's our, our, my view of it is, is we're going to get things wrong. Uh, even in February, we're going to do stuff that that's wrong or it's not going to go well, or it's going to, but what we'll do is, you know, we'll ask you about it. We'll, we'll see where we went wrong and we'll try to fix it. And that's somewhat what we're trying to do for February. We made a, a list of things that, that didn't go well. Uh, you know, we patted ourselves on the back for the stuff that went well and people liked, and that, that was great. But now, you know, now we're trying to fix some of the stuff that, and scheduled gaming was one of them, definitely. Um, right. So. Yeah, and, and you don't know, I mean, you know, as much research as, as you could do into it and, you know, as many cons as you've been to, you don't you don't know what's going to break until you do it. It's like playing, you know, it's like your first play of, you know, terraforming Mars or through yeah. the desert. Like you could read the book and you can watch the videos, but you have to get it on the table and play it to see what works and what doesn't, you know, how you interact with that. So Right, and the only bad part about that is it's a, it's a very much, it's much more expensive than a game of sure. terraforming Mars. <laughs> So you're, you know, it's like it's a really expensive board game. So um, uh, that we did, you know, it's it's um, it is that kind of thing. Um, and you know, it's it's uh, we'll keep doing it as long as you know there has to be some sort of um, it is it does cost money to run conventions, and sure. so you ha you have to you have to factor that into what you're doing. Um, but then you also, you know, it's, it's, uh, as long as it's what, what people want, you know, if you can keep those two things going to where it, it, it makes enough money to keep going and it, uh, you know, and people are happy with what, and they want to attend, you know, then, then we'll keep doing it. Um, I'm already talking, uh, I'm already working on the contracts for 2019. Nice. Um, and that's mostly because of that time of the year books up really fast and you have to, um, you know, you, you have to. Yeah, I just have to move that far, far sure. ahead uh, in booking stuff. So, right, and it's nice because you're not competing with you know things like Gen Con and all that stuff. I mean, typically the con season is you know July to September, October. So to have something that falls sort of outside of that general time frame is is nice. You know, gives people the opportunity to come out and experience it, and it's it's not 148 degrees out here. Right, and that was so. Part of that was. Um, I ha I w wanted my friends to come out to a convention. I was like, hey, come, you know, come to uh, Phoenix. And none of them wanted to come to Phoenix, you know, during the summer. None of them. And so yeah. I started thinking about like, um, what is what is stopping us from having a convention during, you know, our prime time, you know, like our season. Um, and some of that is money. Um, uh, some of that is the competition for the spaces. So during the summer, you have less competition. Um, and so, but I wanted a thing to where it's like, why can't the country come to us? So why can't the gaming industry come to, uh, to Phoenix when it's really nice? And so that's, that was one of the big premise behind our early in the year dates that has been challenging, um, because, uh, hotels, there's really no leverage until you hit a certain, uh, number because of, you know, they, they want you to sell rooms. Right. Um, and so they, they're, they're not really interested in giving you a deal or, or they just don't think that you're all that appealing because some business can come in and buy out the whole hotel and they're fine. You know, they'll, they'll just wait for that versus, sure. you know, working 
working with you to, to try to make a deal. And so there's some of that going on. These are the, like I said, the challenges. I'm just, there's challenges uh, for the summer too, you know, um, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's all the national stuff that people are going to. And then, you know, the convention scene has gotten pretty crowded also because, you know, you, you have other conventions, you know, there's RinCon and Crit Hit, Maricopa Con, um, you know, there's obviously Phoenix Comic Con. Um, and so that, yeah, that summer space is really kind of busy. And, right. um, you know, that, that was one of it. Avoid the competition, but, you know, it's, it's, uh, it was definitely something we were thinking about when we were, when we decided on the, the time of year that we were going to do stuff. Sure. Now you'd mentioned, you know, some of the cons that we have in the area. I didn't realize I, I looked after the fact, I think we have about eight gaming conventions just here between, you know, say Flagstaff and Tucson, which is amazing that we yeah. have that many awesome conventions. Why start another one? <laughs> that's a good, yeah. I mean, that's a good question. It's, it's, um, I just think some of it was, is I didn't see the convention that I wanted to go to. I mean, this is, this is the selfish part of it is, is um, <laughs> uh, I really enjoy open gaming and BGG. And so, um, you know, it wasn't that the other conventions are bad. I wouldn't, you know, it's not that they're, um, I just didn't see uh, that convention that I really, um, I think RingCon probably hits it the closest. Um, they have a good, good open gaming. The Tucson gaming com uh, community is amazing. Um, you have lots of designers. You have lots of, I mean, I have really good friends. I really enjoy coming to RingCon, uh, meeting them and playing games with them. And a lot of them are coming up to Game Fair and, and so um, I, there is a lot, you know, and, and I think um, uh, I was talking to somebody about this. It's, you know, I don't really see this as a competition so much. There, there's a little bit of that competition there, only in the sense that I've put money up to run right. the convention. And so I have to be protective of, of some of that. So it is, there is that competition there, but I, I support, um, I'm friends with most of the, the uh, game convention runners, you know, the, the, um, and so, uh, you know, it's, it, it, it's that all ships, you know, tide rises all the ships kind of thing. And it's very exciting to see the, the gaming community, um, growing and, and doing some cool things. Yeah, it, it is cool. Tucson is, is really good for games. I mean, we have quite a number of, of game stores, uh, you know, with being on the podcast, you know, I, I typically buy my games, at the store, uh, right. my store is is Isle of Games. That's that's where I go. I just dropped you know a hundred bucks in there over the week <laughs> over the, over the weekend. Uh, you know you can get them cheaper online, but you know if you want to see those games sort of survive, if you want to be able to participate in all those you know great meetups and all other stuff, you have to support locally. You've got to go to your stores. You got to go to your local conventions. Yeah, Gen Con's great. That's fun. There's a million people you know, go to Rincon or go to AZ Game Fair where maybe there's, you know, there's less than a thousand people and you see the yeah. same people all weekend. And it's just so great because you're like, oh, hey, how was that game you were going to play, you know, blah, 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 so-and-so. And it's just, it's a really great sense of community. It's really cool. Yeah. And so like, you know, it, when you say, when you say it like that, like why, why another one? It's, it's, you know, it's sometimes you have to stop and think of like, oh, maybe that, you know, maybe you support the one <laughs> there, but I, you know, I don't know. It was just, um, you know, and sometimes I just do things. I, I just do them. I just needed to do it yeah. um, and, and go. But um, I, I do try to um, uh, maintain a relationship with the other convention 
they're all welcome and they know it. They're all welcome to come uh, to the game fair and promote their stuff. And, and, you know, we try to work together uh, on, so it's, yeah, it's really kind of exciting what's, what's been going on. Um, the growth of the hobby is, you know, obviously lots of games coming out, lots of stuff coming out. And, and, uh, you know, I think the conventions are somewhat a reflection of that. Uh, in Phoenix, our meetup groups are, are, you know, getting pretty big and, and lots of people, like every night there's a place you can game just about every night somewhere in the Valley. So, sure. uh, and I know Tucson's a little bit like that too. Right. So, so the gaming community there in Phoenix is, is pretty solid then too, then. You know, it's, it's the, the Phoenix suffers from this problem where um, I think we're just so spread out. Um, mm. You know, it, it, there are gaming groups um, uh, on every kind of part of the Valley. And so I, th- I think what you have are these smaller pockets of gaming and gamers. And so um, some of that creates um, tribalism and, you know, just things inherent with people. Um, sure. And so, you know, it, it does suffer from some of that. Um, but overall, I see um, growth, and, and uh, um, for the most part, people like people do come together. I know a lot of people from Phoenix who go down to Rincon and and uh, and that kind of stuff. So I mean, it's it is um, it it definitely is growing. Um, the the distance part is hard to solve, though. Um, you know, uh, or when you say like I've we've really tried to uh, find a central location. Um, which in, in February, it's just hard to do um, yeah. because of the competition for spaces. They, they sell out really quick and, and there's no real leverage and this kind of stuff. And so, um, you know, the Mesa Convention Center works for us, but, I, you know, we, we've had people say, oh, it's Mesa. You know, I don't, I don't want to drive that far. And I, underst- <laughs> I totally understand. I mean, um, right. but we're not having it in Mesa just because we want to make you drive all the way across the valley. It really was one of those places that worked out that we could do what we want to do and, and it, and it works. Uh, but I spent a lot of, t- I've spent a lot of time looking for locations and we just can't do them at this point. And, and, uh, but that's some of the problem is I just, just think the distance. And I think Tucson to a sense has that, but I think you guys are more, a little bit more com- compact, right? Or Tucson is not real big, but like for me, I'm all the way down in Sarita. So for oh, me okay. to go up to Rincon and I drove back and forth every day and every night was, oh, okay an hour you know 45 right. minutes to get over to the sheridan so it was it was not a ton of fun in that regard sure but, uh you know but being all the way down here you got to go where you got to go so i mean it, it, it it's just it, it's a function of the state right i mean overall the state's way spread out you know you've got tucson way down here you've got uh casa Grande, and then you've got you know phoenix and mesa and you know all the rest of it up around that way so we're, we're kind of all over the place but but my goal for this year is try to hit all of the conventions this, wow. this year yeah. coming up which may be stupid but <laughs> declaration of intent <laughs> that's my plan yeah i mean it, it's um yeah there's, there's starting to be a lot of them so uh but yeah no they're, they're uh they all have their thing and they all have um I mean, I, 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 everybody, I've been to a bunch of them and they, everybody has fun. I mean, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's an enjoyable thing mm-hmm. uh, to go. So well, you get to, you get to hang out and play games and make new friends. I mean, that's like, that's the perfect weekend. Yeah. And I think that, you know, Rincon has been that, that thing, um, where I really enjoy going and, and, uh, because I see this, you know, the people that I, that I enjoy hanging out with. And, um, I do that. I, like I said, uh, I've gone to the, uh, spiel which is in germany 
for three years, three or four years now, and and uh, it it becomes the same thing. It's it's you know it's huge, but we always come back. We uh, we a lot of us stay at the same hotel, and, sure. and we all game in the evening, and we become really good friends. And I meet people from all over the world, and it's part of that gaming. And, I, and you get those at any of the conventions, um, you know, around town, no matter how big they are. You know, people can feel that at Phoenix Comic Con, which is huge. To you know, some uh, Maricopa Con or Crit Hit or, or uh, uh, I have not been to Game On, which is a new. It's been around a few years, but it's it's a video game uh, board game. But I've heard of people, you know. It's but like I said, you you get the same, that same you know hanging out camaraderie type of thing. So yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, what sort of programming can we expect uh, this year at the con? This year we've we've uh, we've doubled in space. So last year we had uh, one, one of the small, it's called the A building, the, the ABC uh, is their, how they describe their buildings, but it's a smaller uh, building. We've, we've doubled spaces. We've added the A and B building. Um, the RPG room uh, is going to be about the same size. Uh, open gaming is going to be a little bit bigger. Uh, we've added a, a, a larger uh, scheduled gaming uh, section. Um, one of our difficulties is going to be we're going to be in two different buildings that are a little bit apart from each other. Mm. It just happened to be the only way we could pull it off um, this year. Um, but you're going to still get this, the same thing. It's the, you know, the big focus is going to be the library. Uh, we are, we're going to bring 600-plus games to the library. We've been buying new games to add, you know, the newer games to add to the library. So we have some of the, the newer, hotter games. That's going to be the, the central you know, focus of the convention is this big library with open gaming. Um, and what we find with that is people bring their own games also um, because it's just a place for them to all get together and play the games that they brought. But if right. you want to check out, you can use your badge to check out any of the games. Um, so that's kind of the thing. Like I said, the RPG room um, is uh, unfortunately the same size this year. We, you know, we, we were a little limited in that. Um, but we see growth in that. The, the tables filled up sooner. We're going to have um, we're going to have some RPG events around. We also have a theater, so we're going to be doing panels. Uh, oh, cool. There's a there's a hundred seat theater that's attached to the convention center. That um, that when they first told me that that's part of that building, I was like, well, can you take the seats out so we can game in it? Because <laughs> I was like, you know, what what are we going to do with this theater? And so, uh, but they they were like, no, they're 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 set in there and I'm, okay, so we, we had to figure out some stuff to do. And um, some of that is uh, we're going to do panels and then we have some featured um, uh, events that are going on. One is we're bringing Paul Dean from uh, uh, Shut Up and Sit Down uh, out. He is traveling uh, through the U.S. and he's going to swing in. And, and uh, so Friday night we're going to have a uh, – he's going to give a feature presentation and then we're going to have a meet and greet with him uh, on Friday. Uh, and then like um, – we're going to do on Saturday, we're working on a live RPG event. Um, yeah. So we got some of the local RPG um, uh, people. I'm, I'm being a little vague on this because we're still, uh, some of it's still coming together. Uh, but essentially what's going to happen is they're going to do a, a live um, hour-long RPG. Uh, I, I'm, the, the, uh, the RPG is going to be Dungeon World. Um, and, uh, and so people can watch that and, uh, and, sure. and so that's going to be our Saturday night thing. Um, scheduled gaming is going to be bigger and better. Um, we have, um, 
we're going to do the digital signups like Rincon does. Um, so we're going to have a, a, a better, last year it was a little um, thrown together, as you would say, but uh, this year we're, we're uh, being a little bit more uh, with the digital signups and, and, and that kind of stuff. Uh, we're doing some tournaments. The big one is the Catan tournament. So we're doing, we are a qualifier for the national Catan uh, tournament. And the way that this works is, is that you come, uh, you have to participate in a preliminary where you play three games of Catan. Um, each of the preliminaries are then ranked and the top 16 uh, players then play for a semifinal. Um, and then the top four out of that play in a final and then the winner gets an all-expense-paid trip to Origins. Wow. Um, yeah. And so uh, we're going to fly them out to, uh, uh, to Origins where they will play another tournament. Uh, and the winner of that will become the U.S. Uh, uh, you know, national champion uh, for Catan. And then the, the, they will go on to Germany and play, play in the thing. So it's a, it's a really good deal. But, yeah, it's, it's hotel. It's, um, I think they're taking them out for dinner. Um, you know, it's food, it's, uh, and, uh, plane ticket. So the cost for that's going to be $10. Um, and so we're going to run preliminaries Friday and Saturday, and then we're going to have the, the final and the semifinal and final on, on Sunday. Some of this is, you know, might change. We're, we're, um, nailing down the schedules is pretty much what we've been doing now. Um, we've got lots of, we bring, we try to bring, um, lots of guests and, designers and and those kind of uh stuff so we have some uh some of that coming on we'll be posting posting that um i'm trying to think of what else we got going on i should have made a list um yeah, sounds like a ton yeah you know it's it's uh i fear that we've gone this is one of my fears is that we went from being really simple and was it we're able to pull it off to we added a lot of complexity this year um and so uh it's really been trying to, to, you know, nail that down and make sure that, uh, you know, the goal is to, to, um, do the things as well as we can. Um, and, uh, uh, some of that strategy was, you know, to keep things simple. Um, but you know, these are the things that we think people want, um, you know, want to add to the, uh, to the experience. Um, uh, I just remembered one more thing. We're going to have an escape room. Oh, I think uh, I saw that on Twitter today. Yeah, there's a um, there is a, uh, a local company that's going to run an escape room. There, it's going to be a little shorter than your normal your normal escape rooms, about an hour. These are going to be like half hour um, uh, things, uh, and uh, so they're going to run that at the at the game fair um, for people to run. You know, do the uh, um, the the escape room thing, which are you know is, is really fun. Um, cool. We have a vendor hall, like most. Um, you know, we, we one of the goals of the game fair was to bring the industry to us, and some of that is going to be trying to bring you know these game companies who go to Gen Con and all that to try to bring them to Arizona. Um, you know, we have to get big enough to to do that, um, and so uh, the vendor hall got is bigger this year. Um, it, it's a um, uh, a good chunk of it is going to be retailers, um, the game stores. Isle of Games is going to going to be there. Are um, they really? Yeah, I, they I, came. I'm... They came for the first year, which uh, I I convinced them to to come up. <laughs> um, and and uh, uh, yeah, I, I really enjoy the uh, Drew and and uh, you know it, it, it's a good time. 
Cool. Um, I, I didn't realize they were coming up. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and then we have some tables in the, in our open gaming area for, um, we have, I think he's 14. We have a game designer who published a game and he's, his mom, uh, helped him get a, a table and he's going to be demoing and selling his game. So we have, you know, like, like lots of cool stuff like that. Um, uh, some of the like uh, some of the other conventions are going to have tables, um, and so yeah, it's a lot of stuff, and and uh, you know I, I think it's um, trying to see what works and what doesn't again, um, and to try to make sure that we pull them off. Uh, you know I think that's the biggest problem with some of that stuff is that just keeping the quality up, because you have so much stuff going on so. There's a lot of logistics that people aren't, you know, they they're not exposed to that. They just pay their money, they get their badge, they go in, they want to play games. It's like, well, where's the food or where's the, yeah. you know, it's only when something kind of goes amiss where people are like, oh, well, what, you know, what happened here? When everything's running smooth, you don't get any credit for that. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, like I said, we quickly moved on from the stuff. Like, okay, we did that well. Um, let's let's talk about the stuff that we didn't do well. Some of that was like. Um, concessions we didn't have it long enough and so we're gonna concessions are gonna be open the whole time some of this was me hedging my bet because you know you have to pay for some stuff um and so it's you know trying to make uh it not be as expensive as it it could possibly be um so that was some of some of the stuff that we did last year was that we we're, we have some hurdles this year uh, the biggest is the two buildings um they're they're a little bit of a walking distance um, but you know, one building is going to really have its registration and, and the vendor hall and, uh, scheduled gaming and the, and the theater. And then the other building is going to be, um, you know, all the open, the open gaming. Um, and so, and the library is there, which is going to feel much like it did last year. Cause that's, that's what, that's what it was last year. Right. And then, uh, we should have the, the bigger building. I'm, I'm working on a contract now. Um, we should have the bigger building next year, uh, which will help put it all all in one one spot. So, right, right. Uh, and that's the biggest thing that we're we're hoping to do is to bring that back together. Right. Yeah, Necronomicon is like that too out in Providence. They have most of the events run in two separate hotels. So you got to, you know, if you're trying to catch one panel from another, like I try to record a bunch of stuff and I'm like, well, I'm not going to make the run down the road to get that one. We'll just right. skip it and we'll get to the next one. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and we're going to do we're uh, signage. We didn't do signage very well last year. So we're going to try to get better signs out and, and, um, and we're going to have late night gaming this, this year. One of that's one of the things that people wanted is, uh, the, the unfortunately with the convention center is, uh, uh, our, the original idea was to have, you know, 24 hour gaming to just, you know, let people game Friday and Saturday nights just all the way through. And right. unfortunately the convention center just doesn't work that way. Um, mm. they don't, they won't even entertain that possibility. And okay. so, um, or maybe they, maybe if you had enough money, maybe they would, I don't, I don't know, but <laughs> anyways, it was a, I got a flat no on that. And so, um, you know, we had a small group, um, who really wanted to game later. And I know some of that went on at the hotel cause the Marriott is right by it. Um, but we've, we've arranged, uh, some late night gaming, um, with a restaurant that's behind the convention center. And they have a uh, banquet, kind of a banquet hall. It's not huge, but it's, uh, and so we're going to work with them and provide a place for people to go, um, you know, till 2 a.m. 
Nice. Uh, and then the hotel has been very uh, friendly about, I said, you know, there might be people, are you okay with people gaming, you know, in the hotel? And they're, they're pretty much okay with, you know, there's areas around the hotel that you can, uh, that you can uh, play. And we've worked with a hotel, whereas, um, and this is going to end pretty soon, but in January, where uh, if you book a room at the hotel, you get a free batch. And some of that is just that, you know, February hotel rates are crazy. Uh, you know, there's nothing really. I mean, the best rate we could get was like 149 a night. I didn't and, think that uh, was terrible. No, no, no. But yeah, it's like, uh, but for some people, um, you know, that's, that's a lot of money. Um, and so yeah. one way that we wanted to help out with that is like, you know, if you're going to spend 150 bucks on a hotel room and come to our convention, you know, I'll, I'll, we'll comp you a badge um, right. to, to help to help defray some of that. So, um, so that's worked out well. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's a, some people really have appreciated that. Um, it makes it easier for them to attend and to, you know, and, and a lot of people who get the hotels are the people who game from, you know, 8am till you know, <laughs> four in the morning and then get up at 8am and do it again. So. Yep. Oh, that's the best part of the convention. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, I can't do that anymore. I, um, yeah, I, I, uh, I have to hit a schedule and, and, uh, where I'm just, no, I can't function very well. Um, we do open early. It's one of the things that I said, I pay, uh, you know, for the, for that space. And so it, it's, uh, we open at 8 a.m. And last year we had people, uh, there at 8 a.m. starting, you know, 18xx games. Wow. Because they knew they were going to be kind of an all-day thing. And so, you know, we really did have people coming and gaming. And so we'll continue to do that again this year. So Yeah, I, yeah. I saw that early on Friday. I was like, shit, I don't think I could get there at 8 o'clock. <laughs> I dropped the kid off at school <clears throat> before I make my way up. It's like two hours to come <clears throat> up. <laughs> yeah. And then we're doing a flea market on Saturday. Um, you can buy the tables when you register. Um, they're like 10, they're 10 bucks. They're not, that's not a lot. And then, um, uh, we'll have a math trade. The, the same person who sets up the math trade for Rincon, uh, is doing the math trade for us. And so that'll be a cool, so that's always a fun thing. Uh, people can buy, sell trade and, and then, you know, get the, uh, um, you know, get the games that they're looking for, that they're trying to get rid of. So, yeah. That's definitely cool. So, you, if you if you get the hotel, you count the badge. What what's a badge cost for the weekend? Like forty bucks. Yeah. So early bird pricing right now is uh, forty dollars um, for a full badge. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, uh, twenty dollars for a day badge, and then we have a five dollar um, sidekicks are five dollars, um, and then we we have a librarian patron a, a library. Uh, patron badge and essentially what that is it's a $70, $75 badge uh, it's for the whole whole weekend uh, but all of the money goes to buying games for our library so cool. that, that, the entire amount goes to the, the library to help buy new games and then we're going to add them as like they get preferential treatment on like getting into stuff and, and we're going to put their names on the on the uh, you know on the uh, um in the library type of thing. But yeah, early bird pricing is going to end January 1st. Prices are going to go up about five bucks. 
Um, and then uh, you can still buy day of, but the, the pricing will be, you know, it'd be more expensive to buy. Sure. Uh, but we do have, one of the things we changed um, was that you could buy at the event. Uh, I originally wanted it to be all, um, my original idea was that you would just pre, you know, everybody would buy ahead of, at a time. And uh, that was a really dumb thing because you know, <laughs> I should just open it up. So, um, it makes it easier to plan, though, right? I mean, you know, then you have a really good idea of who's coming. You know, what kind of services you need. And- One of my biggest concerns is is that if if you're coming to an open gaming convention for open tables and you can't get a table, then it's you know that 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 is a bad experience for people. And so, you know, that that was one of the concerns. Um, but I, I think we're ahead of the, we did, we did. Okay. Saturday last year was, um, Saturday kind of, you know, the, the key time for gaming was where we had the most people. Um, so I think we'll be good. We should be good this year, but you know, I'll just deal with it. Um, because people do, you know, a lot of people are last minute people and that's, you know, it's totally fine. Um, and so, and it, it just makes it easy for people to swing by if they want to and, you know, buy a day pass. And I mean, we had people who bought a day pass and then came back the next day. They had so much fun. They're like, <laughs> I should have bought a full badge, but I'm back. <laughs> like, oh, that's cool. So. Oh, well, that's cool. You got a convert there then. Yeah. Yeah. So. Are you guys doing any sort of uh, unpub events? I know you said you had the, the 14 year old designer coming in. Is there any, I know they do a lot of that stuff in Tucson. I'm assuming they do it up there in Phoenix as well, where you kind of bring designers in and they have, yeah. stuff that they're working on. We had talked about doing um, some stuff, but I think we're going to, we're going to table it this year. Um, we had, we were planning an unpub this April and unfortunately we had to cancel it because of a uh, scheduling thing. But, um, the Arizona Game Fair Meetup runs a designer, a monthly designed Phoenix uh, Game Makers Guild, and so and I run a game parts company, so um, we really do want to uh, add some some of that kind of stuff to the uh, uh, to the convention. Um, unfortunately, it got to be one of those deals to where it's like let's you know at some point we had to draw the line this year, I think, just so that we can pull off uh, some of the stuff that we were going to do. Um, but yes, the uh, um, definitely next year there will be some sort of design challenge or design. I don't know if it'll necessarily be an unpub, uh, but we'll see. Um, you know, the, uh, uh, the there are two types of design things. One is the unpub is kind of like, hey, my design is finished and I'm ready to test it, um, and so you want to bring the play testers and so that kind of works out well. The other is you know, that idea of getting designers together so they can help each other um, get their designs uh, better. And so, you know, those are some options that, um, but yeah, Tucson's been doing the unpubs and they've been doing great. Um, You know, so we'll we'll, we'll have to see, Um, you know, my, we we had talked about it, but I I think we're going to uh, uh, table it for this year. Sure. It sounds like you guys got a ton of stuff going on. So, I mean, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. I, I think um, there were some other ideas that we had. I, I think that's um, at some point you just have to like focus in on that's, that's my biggest worry. That's my biggest worry with this year coming up is that, um, you know, we, we've planned a lot of stuff and I know some of it's not going to go well. You know, it's, it's um, uh, for, for, very, you know, probably for stuff out of my control or stuff I didn't know about or, or that we didn't think about or, um, 
and uh, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, but yeah, it's it's a uh, that's the uh, the part of conventions that uh, is all the work is the you know making trying to organize and thinking about what could go wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Oh, we needed signs here. You know. <laughs> okay, we'll we'll remember to put signs there next year. Um, right. You know, it's just trying to figure some of that stuff out. So. Now, if people are interested, uh, are you taking uh, volunteers to come in and help out? Is there any sort of like, hey, I need you up like a week before so we can kind of yeah, tell so you what we need you to do? Or We had amazing volunteers uh, uh, last year. They, we could not have done it without the people who uh, – so what we do is we have a volunteer form. If you go on the website, ArizonaGameFair.com, there's a, a big yellow button at the top that says Attend. And underneath that are our uh, registration and the volunteer form. And essentially all we ask is that people, um, you know, they fill out the form uh, and uh, uh, we have a lot coming back from last year. So they had a good time uh, and volunteers get uh, uh, a full badge for the weekend. And this year we're doing t-shirts. So if you're a volunteer, you're going to, you're going to get a Arizona game fair t-shirt um, to wear during the convention so that we can tell who's, you know, who are the, the volunteers. Um, and, uh, um, we have a volunteer coordinator, Melissa, and she uh, basically organizes them into the, what they want to do and you know what we think they'll be good at. Um, and then we separate them into groups. And then like a week before, we'll bring them in and we'll have a, uh, you know, here's what we're doing and uh, we'll feed them nachos. I think last year we fed them nachos. <laughs> and, you know, so, you know, that kind of thing. And then... Uh, um, uh, but yeah, the volunteers were, I was, I was really impressed with the people that, um, and they had such a good time, and, you know, it was, because uh, it can be kind of, you know, some of the stuff you're standing there and there's no, you know, there's nobody around, there's nobody doing stuff and it's kind of boring, but, um, you know, it's, it all worked out. They were all good sports about everything. And, and uh, you know, I think we did, we did good on that end. So a lot of them are coming back. So that's kind of, and 600 games. Um, uh, unloading 600 plus games and putting them on shelves is always, you know, much fun. Right. <laughs> now, how does that work for volunteers? Do they work like a, like a six hour shift an eight hour shift? How does that? Yeah, they just work a shift. We just call it a shift. I, I'm not, I, I don't know the exact, uh, cause I, Melissa's amazing. She just does all that stuff and sets it all up. But yeah, they work what we call a shift. Um, and then, uh, a shift just gets you a badge. So, um, but I'm not sure I'll have to double check with her, but I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if it's six or eight hours. Um, and then, uh, uh, you know, that, that, that's their, their contribution. Um, you know, it's kind of that barter, um, they get a badge for doing that. So. Okay. And, and, uh, people can volunteer to, to teach games and, and, uh, run RPGs and all that kind of stuff while it's available on the website now to, to register for that. Yeah. They're under that attend button, the big yellow button. Um, the uh, uh, game submissions are open uh, till January 1st. Um, and the, you, on the one form, you can submit for board games, RPGs, or panels. Uh, so if somebody wants to do a panel, or even podcasters, or, um, you know, if somebody wants to use the theater to do it, yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> just go in there and uh, uh, put a, uh, uh, a submission for a panel. And uh, you know, that's basically what that theater is, is for. Um, is to uh, uh, provide that opportunity for people. Or if they want to talk about something, I mean, 
Uh, and then we're we're filling in with some stuff that we want to run. So you know, we're the game review panel is going to be really what pretty good. I mean, we've got the we've got um, Paul Dean and Dan King. Dan King's the game Game Boy Geek uh, is going to be there, and so we're going to have a panel. Um, Dan is actually going to he's going to find the top ten games you should play out of the Arizona Game Fair Library, and he's going to do a thing on these. Hey, these are the top ten, and here's why I think they're the top ten. So that's going to be pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool. Um, but yeah, uh, and then game masters get a uh, um, you know uh, you, you do a certain number of games and you get uh, a uh, a badge for the weekend. It's pretty typical uh, convention stuff. But um, but yeah, board games and uh, the uh, I've heard that the RPG room isn't completely full, but I know a lot of a lot of people wait till the last minute. So um, yeah. it's just the nature of. Uh, Last year I panicked a lot, <laughs> but then I just realized that everybody's not like I. I try to I try not to be last minute, but that's. Um, but yeah, a lot of people are just you know they wait, and that's you know it's just as long as you know that that's coming, it's fine. But you know when you think like, hey, we don't have anybody submitting anything, <laughs> you're like this isn't good. But then oh, they just waited to the last minute, and so. Um, uh, but yeah, that form is a. Uh, um, and you can teach and do as many games as you want. Um, and then uh, the open gaming is great for, um, I, I suggest people do what they do like at BGG is you, you take the box top of the game that you wanna play and you just walk around and we usually will have um, a sign that says, you know, players wanted and teacher wanted. And then you, you can carry that sign. This is what they do. They carry that sign in the box top and they are looking for players for that game. And then they just kind of walk around until they get the players that they need. Um, cool. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, it's, it's um, and then we're, this year we're going to have more people walking around the open gaming uh, volunteers to try to help facilitate some of that for people looking for games. Because um, it is kind of a different model for some people, you know, whether they're, sh- shy or it's, it can be intimidating yeah. i mean you get a lot of people in a big room and it's, and it's it's kind of intimidating especially if you're a beginner and you haven't played a lot of games i mean games nowadays you can just look at them and i mean you just open the box and you can cringe yeah because there's just so much you know so much in the box uh gloomhaven and some of those ones where you're just like very intimidating stuff so we, we get that at where we play a lot of games at work during lunch and, and people invariably come in and are like, what is that mess? You've got cards over here and you've yeah. got those things over there. I can't even figure out what you're doing. I'm like, it's not really that hard. You know, you get into it a couple of times. It's, you know, it's fairly simple, but to, to look at it, it's like, Oh my God. Right. And we have a librarian, uh, Sharon is working on um, really trying to put together some advice for people and to help, you know, her work right now is to really kind of um, look at our library and see where she can point people and help them either discover games or, uh, you know, the library is more than just checking out games. We're, we're trying to put the volunteers in there that know the most about games and so that they can help you pick games, um, you know, and that's, that's with like Dan King, the Game Boy Geek, helping uh, kind of pointing out like here are some, you know, we can't have all the games. Right. Um, you know, we're trying to work on the library and bring in newer and better games, but we, you know, we can't do it all. Um, so, you know, I think the big part of the library is providing that service to help you, um, 
you know, to help you find the game and then maybe even find people to play with. On onboard Game Geek, they're doing a uh, a geek list to organize games. Uh, there's an unofficial Arizona Game Fair uh, geek list coordination thing if you're on on uh, BGG, and uh, so it's basically people saying, "I want to play this game at this time," and you can just go in and sign up. So there's a lot of that stuff going on. Cool. Um, so, yeah. Well, that's cool. I, that's I, and you know, with as many designers as we have here too, I ran into David Short over at Isle of Games, and we, yep. you know, just started talking. You know, because not every game is for every person, and if, you know, if you don't know what you like, maybe, uh, and and you know, we just had like an hour long conversation. Like, well, do you like this game? Okay, cool. Then you'll like this game, and then this game is kind of like that one. But if you don't like this, then forget all these games over here. Right, right. And David's coming. He was great last year. He, um, you know. He's he knows a lot of games too, and so he's really good at teaching and um, and so yeah, it's it's just one of those. Um, but yeah, it really can be uh, kind of an intimidating um, thing for some people, and I think that's like I said, that's why I changed on the scheduled gaming. I mean, it was really going to be an open gaming convention. I wasn't going to have any scheduled gaming, yeah. and then people talked to me about it, and and I I under, understand why. I mean, there are people who sit down. I think it's Comic Con's a little di- this way too, where they they sit down and they plan their weekend, mm-hmm. um, and they schedule it out and they know what they want to do. And and I think what what came from that is I'm not that person. I'm just I I'll walk around and do whatever. I I don't I have never scheduled anything at a convention. I just kind of <laughs> go, and then I let what happened happens. Uh, but then I realize that people really, you know, that's that's their the fun of it for them. Um, is that, you know, I'm going to play this game that I've been wanting to play for a long time. I'm going to play that at two. And, and so it gives them that thing to look forward to and, and to, to kind of organize stuff. And, and so, um, you know, that's, that's what we're trying to provide. Um, and hopefully that'll get better and better uh, each year. So. Yeah, that, that was my ring con this past year. I was scheduled from noon on Friday all the way through to Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes it was like, I have 10 minutes, so I have enough time to run to the bathroom and then get to the next game. Well, like I said, it's uh, games that don't get to the table that often. I know my friend John was playing um, Twilight Imperium uh, for all day. You know, uh, at at uh, Game Fair last year, people were playing you know, 18xx games, and we are going to put some bigger tables um, uh, for those people who want to play those, you know, big, long games, and um but yeah it's it's just an interesting and then like i said there are people who um they are content to sit there they don't get a game out of the library they bring all their own games they have set up you know they know the people that they want to play the games with and they're just you know they're just good to have their um you know they'll go to lunch they'll come back uh they have their bag i you know somebody had a little red wagon full of (laughs) games you know it was it was interesting to see a game for because we had the big open gaming area, and then all along the walls was where everybody stacked all their games. The tubs, yeah. and so I would say that there might have been even more games stacked along the wall than there were like in the library, which is which is really cool. And some of the hot, I mean, it was all the hot new games because there are those gamers who are, um, you know, they have the latest thing and they want to play it. And so yeah, it's really cool to see. It's a, uh, it's a, it's a fun time. So. Yeah, I, I submitted to teach uh, Shogun. I picked it up at Rincon this year, and uh, it's like you know you need a minimum of three, and a lot of times I game with two. So I'm like, I'm going to teach it because I'm going to play that freaking game. Yeah. 
to the convention. Yeah, and I think that's, you know, um, I've encouraged people to get those games that you don't see very often or, you, you know, or, or, that, or that they know how to teach or that they have a copy of. You know, there's some games that are kind of hard to get a hold of, and it's cool to see people put that stuff in so that you actually get a chance to, to play it. And then, you know, we'll have the, um, we also have the demo teams, you know, like Men in Black will be there uh, running all the Steve Jackson games. And, uh, you know, there are designers, small designers who will have stuff demoing and, uh, hopefully, I mean, a lot of the game designers, I know Seth, Seth Jaffe was there last year. Um, he, you know, they bring their, uh, their prototypes and play them. And, um, you know, it's just kind of, uh, all kinds of stuff getting played. The one growth area we're looking at is miniatures. Hmm. Um, I think that's going to be next year. We're going to try to do some stuff with that because of, they're just space. The space that they take up is, is, uh, you know, quite a bit. And the, right. the, you know, kind of coordinating all of the, the terrain. I'm, I'm not a miniatures player, but, but you know, I, I, they, we have a store down here called Games U. Um, and man, I look at that terrain and it's so amazing. Just the stuff that they, uh, I watched some, some people play 40K and, um, you know, it's just kind of really cool kind of stuff that I'd like to see at Game Fair. Um, so hopefully we will not stop miniatures people from setting up and playing <laughs> because that's what open gaming is all about. But we right. hope to provide them with some, some stuff for, for next year. But That's cool. Yeah. Uh, when, when will we see a, a finalized schedule so people can start to, uh, you know, plan out their weekend for gaming? Yeah, it's going to be mid January. Uh, we're going to close. Um, we're going to close submissions January 1st. Um, and then I suspect we'll leave it, you know, I suspect we'll go a little bit longer after January 1st, but you didn't hear it from me, um, <laughs> just because it's January 1st and, and, uh, um, but yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll have the schedule. Our, our goal is to really have the schedule up early enough so that people have time to, um, uh, to, you know, get the games that they, they want. We're, we're like all convinced we're, well, we're trying to deal with this uh, digital sign-up versus people who show up at the convention, making sure that not everything's, uh, you know, full up and, and that people can, you know, who show up day of can get into some stuff. So we're trying to look at how to handle that. Um, I think RinCon does that pretty well. They've always done game, game sign-ups pretty well. Um, and you could always get, um, like, the alternate. So, like, usually there's a book you know, yeah. with players listed and then you can be like first alternate, second alternate if somebody doesn't show up. Right. Right. Yeah, so that's, that's, that's the, uh, that's the part where, uh, you know, just nailing down the, the process. Um, but no, our goal is to have it, you know, it's not going to be last minute. It's, it's really going to try to have it, um, uh, at least a good chunk of it set up for them and then have some of it, you know, we might even just have tables that you can only sign up for, um, you know, at the fair. Uh, type of stuff. Um, so we'll see. Uh, some of that stuff still, I call it the after January stuff. <laughs> There's all the, there was all the before January stuff on the list and I'm pretty close to getting that stuff done. But, you know, there's the after January that I start worrying about. Um, the badges are going to be pretty cool. Um, Eagle Griffin Games is going to be a lanyard sponsor. So we're working on there some lanyards for them. Um, you know, there's just some cool stuff coming. And then we have t-shirts. So we have, um, 
you can buy a t-shirt or you can pre-order it t-shirts where that's going to get shut down because what, what we're doing is we're uh, in an effort not to get stuck with a bunch of game fair t-shirts that nobody wanted uh, you know we did pre-order so uh, what you do is you, you, when you buy your badge you can pre-order a t-shirt and then you pick it up at the at the at the convention um, and so uh, you know that that's gone really well and then like I said the volunteers will have I believe it's going to be like a, a bluish t-shirt so you'll be able to see who's a volunteer you know so those are the kind of things that I think make a convention cool um, you know on my end of it um, right. so you can tell who the volunteers are and you know it's just the, some of the experience stuff um, mm -hmm. so those are the things I enjoy but yeah a lot of the after January stuff are is the uh, the scheduling of the, uh, uh, the the most of the table stuff has been uh, set up and um, you know ready to go on that end, but it's just filling in the filling in the details. Cool. Um, do you have any favorite games yourself? Any uh, favorite board games you like to get to the table? Um, you know, I'm I'm a I'm a Euro gamer, and so um, I like a good. Uh, themeless uh, uh, <laughs> solitaire game, as people say. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm on the Euro end. Um, we've been. Uh, I my favorite game is Cacao. I would I would have to say. <laughs> I have a hard problem. I have a hard time with the uh, what's your favorite game because it's always kind of changing. Sure, um, sure. But um, we've been playing. Uh, uh, I brought back some expansions and stuff, and so we've been playing a, a bit of Cacao. Uh, but those are the kind of games that I like. I do like a good, uh, like Dominant Species is one of uh, that doesn't get to the table as much as it, as it as it uh, can. But um, you know, I, I like I like a good. Um, it's just the thing that does it for me. Um, that's kind of my story of gaming was uh, uh, when I was a, when I was younger. I was into Dungeons and Dragons, uh, and then I kind of got away from that. You know, as you get into high school and college and I stopped, I pretty much stopped gaming. My, my family wasn't big board gamers. I mean, we had like, we weren't even card games. We had like, uh, um, you know, like the base stuff, Monopoly, you know, we had the or cheesy games, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but we, we weren't, you know, it's like, I, I talked to a lot of people who were like, yeah, my family played cards all the time. We were always playing games. That wasn't really my family. We, we you know, we had games, but we weren't kind of, like a, but I did play a lot of D and D when I was younger. And then, uh, I don't know when I turned about, when I was about 40, uh, my wife and I bought a new, uh, new house and we were moving and I found all my old D and D books. Mm. And, uh, you know, it was like, oh, I want to do this again. Cause it was like, uh, role-playing is so much not about the computer, you know, like my whole life had become the computer. Like I would go to work, I'd be on the computer. If I'm not on the computer, I'm on social media. It's like, it just became this computer thing. Yeah. Um, and so I, we started playing RPGs and then in between we would play board games. Um, you know, when people, somebody didn't show up or, you know, people would just say, Hey, I got this new game. Let's play it. And, and I was like, wow, these games, these games are so much better. Like they're amazing. And they give, I, I, I they give me a feel and endorphin when I play them. Um, but quickly I tried to play all the games and I found <laughs> that all the games don't do that. <laughs> like magic. I, like I was talking to somebody today about magic, the gathering. I really understand why magic, the gathering is such a great game. And I understand why people like it, but it, I'm, I don't like card games where you have to do the, um, you know, it's, it's a, 
you know, kind of like you're putting a card with a card in the, and the, it's the text and you're, you know, you're, that's, that just for me um, doesn't give me that feel. Um, and so I don't enjoy it. And if I don't enjoy it, why would I, why would I put that on to you? Right? Like, why would I play that game with you? Because then you're not going to enjoy it because I'm so a lot of the Meritrash and that kind of stuff, uh, Ma- you know, magic, the gathering based games, or, you know, th- that they came from that, that kind of card game thing. Um, I don't, I don't enjoy as much in dexterity games. Like I, I just don't enjoy them, but that Euro is that kind of that sweet spot of, Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like power grid and uh i mean even ticket to ride or uh you know some of the um uh some of the simpler like cacao is a very medium weight not hard to teach but once you get into it it's got you know it's got a bit of a strategy to it and you know that's that's kind of where I, what i like and what i enjoy so um that's kind of been my background um but i enjoy you know like lots of lots of friends that i have are omni gamers mm-hmm really enjoy playing all kinds of games like they 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 just like a bunch of different types and um, i find that i'm not that (laughs) i appreciate games then here's the difference is like i appreciate or i can appreciate why it's a good game you know like i watch people play you know warhammer and watching them play i understand why they like it you know i understand what they're doing and what it does to them but you know i don't know that i could take the tape measure and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That that's not really my. I mean, you know, if we're gonna do miniatures like that, like we're playing D anD D or we're doing something, yeah, yeah. Here, it, it's not just about rolling the dice and Shit. that I that roll enough to hit that that thing. Uh, I I'd say I'm probably more of an omni gamer. Like I'm all over the board. I love Splendor. I mean, we play the hell out of it. But you know, like you know, samurai or, or, you know, lanterns, you know, Lotus gets a lot of play anymore. I mean, I'm sure. just all over the board and yeah. I'm relatively new to board gaming. Like I grew up the same way. We had Monopoly, we had Parcheesi, um, you know, maybe we played, um, uh, what tells that thing with the cars? I can't, it's, it's a French card game. I can't think of the name of it. Oh, Millie Born. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we would play that, you know, what my, my ex-wife and I we used to play a lot of, uh, you know, rummy and card games and things when we were younger dominoes and stuff. Um, but yeah, since starting the podcast, I've gotten more and more into gaming. Like you see, it is like an endorphin rush. Like I, especially in a two player game, it's like, I am going to, I'm going to figure out a way and I'm going to beat you and I'm going to win. And like, I, maybe that's a character defect because it just, I, I love it so much. <laughs> yeah, no, it's and um, it's hard to explain to some people, but like I said, and that's how I explain different games. Like that game, like I did play Magic, like, and that's the difference. I did play Magic the Gathering. I kind of knew up front that I, I wasn't going to, like I wasn't going to enjoy it, but I did, I did play it and I, you know, I, I, I didn't enjoy it, but, um, you know, it's like, I could really understand why they like that. Uh, you know, it's just not my, I do go, I do enjoy going to the game meetups though. And I'll play a game. There are a few games that I'll like have not played and say, no, I won't play that. Like if I know a game right off the bat is not going to do, you know, if I could just look at it and kind of tell that it's not going to do it, I'll sometimes say no, but um, oftentimes like when you go to the meetup groups and stuff, people, and that's, that's a cool thing is people just bring, introduce you to stuff you like, I would have not known that I had liked that game. So that's cool. And, and so you have to be somewhat open to it, but, but the favorite game, question always comes up and I, I just, I don't know that I have like one, it's usually whatever we're playing 
Like we've been playing Queen Domino. We played that today in King Domino. I, I enjoy that. Um, you know, they they're a little bit different, but they have the. Um, so yeah, and Catan. I was never a. Uh, I played it a couple of times, but it, I because I came into the hobby late too. Mm-hmm. I think Catan. There was already games that were better than Catan because Catan's been around for quite a while. There were already games that I was like, wait, that gives me more. Uh, like Croftwagen or some of these Euro games that are, um, you know, just uh, Energy Empire, uh, the Manhattan Project, you know, these worker placement games that I just enjoy more than uh, than Catan. Not that Catan's a bad game, but it's just like, I just don't need to go back to it because these games have kind of moved on from some of that stuff. So Glenmore and some of those kind of games. So... Well, sure. Catan's kind of like the the granddaddy of this crossover between the Euro and the Ameritrash, and like, oh, we have this well, new thing here. Let's do that. But you know, like you say, it's been you know what twenty some years now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah. And then our big thing is really trying to for the library. I mean, we, we're really working on um, trying to create a sustainable way to like put together a really good library. I think that's uh, for people who who go to BGG Con. They have just an incredible library. And I've heard Dice Tower, Dice Tower Con has an incredible library. I think like Geekway to the West, uh, I have not seen it, but I, I, you know, I'm pretty sure they have you know, just these really good libraries um, where people can come and play a lot of the games that they, they may not have had uh, or that they want to try or that, you know, a lot of BGG, since I don't, you know, it was like just standing in the library with my friends and, you know, we would just pick up a game and go teach it to ourselves too, which is you know, a lot of times you don't do because it's like you're going to spend an hour or so reading the rules and teaching yourself the game just to play a two-hour game. And then, um, but there's a lot of that that goes on. Right. Um, but it's exp- I mean, it's expensive. You know, and I, I feel bad. You know, there are so many conventions out there, and we could ask publishers, you know, hey, send us free games, and but you know, this is how they make a living too, and so we're trying to figure out a way to where you know, we can buy the games from them and uh, uh, support them, you know, and support the library is kind of a, a big project of mine. Um, it's just not all about, you know, it's like free games is hard. Mm-hmm. When you ask a publisher for free games, sure, there's a lot of them that will send them to you, but, you know, it's like um, get a better better deal if we, we try to figure out a way to give them some money for what right. they do. So. I mean, I know but, they're promoting the games, so. Right. It's, it's all about the community. I mean, we, you know, get the same thing. We'll get, uh, you know, games for review occasionally for the podcast. And then, you know, a lot of times I'll go out and I'll back those Kickstarters. It's like, oh, it's cool. I got a, you know, I got a free thing. But, you know, like you say, these are people who are, you know, doing this and they're, you know, either making a living or they're, you know, maybe transitioning into like, oh, I'm going to give up my day job because I want to design games for a living. Right. Uh, or, you know, it's, it's more than a, more than a hobby. Uh, and, you know, I feel like, yeah, if you're going to, and you know, there's some exchange, right? So, you know, you get a free game and they play it at the con, you know, you're supporting and you're advertising and, you know, it's sort of the same thing on the podcast, but it's like, yeah, there's that, but I want to, you know, financially want to help, you know. Well, do this, yeah. And there's this difference between there are games that are definitely need to be uh, the, the publisher needs to send out to get them played so that people know about them. But then there are games that are just hot, right? Yeah. Like they yeah. don't need, 
you know, and then there's few of them around. And so our, our view of it, you know, the view that we're going to try to take is to just try to acquire those games however we can. Uh, and some of that might be just buying them. You know, uh, and, uh, you know, trying to make sure that, that, that that's in the library uh, and people have an opportunity to play um, maybe a game from Europe that they couldn't get or, you know, some Kickstarter that was uh, impossible to get, but somebody has a copy. And, uh, you know, those are, those are the things that I think add to the experience or add some value, right? Like I'm asking you to pay, I'm asking you to pay money to come to a place and play games with your friends. <laughs> this is basically, I'm throwing a big party. <laughs> but if I'm throwing a big party, I should bring the beer, right? Like I should, <laughs> I should bring something nice to have you there. So, I mean, that's just, that's part of our philosophy of stuff. Um, but I think that's, I see from other conventions, that's what, you know, that's what works. Um, and those smaller conventions, and we've talked about it on the show before with, you know, with other people, because we, I try to get to conventions as often as I can. And those smaller ones are just always so much better. You know, Gen Con is Gen Con and PAX is PAX, but, you know, to hang out with the same 500, 400 people, less than a thousand people like that. It's a, just, it's a great time. And you know, the designers that come and, you know, they're very accessible and you can ask questions and play games with them. And, you know, and some, you know, like a convention like that may be the only opportunity that some people have to interact with, you know, Seth Jaffe or, right. or David Short. So like, to have that smaller head count, you know, which maybe is not great for your bottom dollar, but is great as a convention goer because there is much more sense of community involved than, you know, Gen Con. Yeah. And I think, you know, I, you know, I've talked to um, Jason from Maricopa Con and, you know, he, his view of it is, is he's, you know, it's, um, I think he's trying to create that experience. That's, you know, that, that it's a reasonable size. It's, it's uh, you're going to have a great time and you're going to do, do what you do. I think Jim Miller at Crit Hit is doing the same thing. Um, you know, I, I think that um, our, our goal is not to be the biggest convention out there. I mean, that's, that's not, I, I, I agree with you. You get to that point to where it's uh, that kind of thing. I, I think we want to get to a point to where we can leverage some stuff um, to get better locations and to get better um, for the gamer, um, you know, 24 hour gaming and, and some of that only comes when you can get, you know, to that salt like SaltCon or or those those regional type of conventions where, um, where you can provide some of that stuff. Um, but yeah, I, you know, it's it's um, it goes back to those different kind of gamers too. Um, I know a lot of people who don't like the small cons. Um, hey. They don't, you know, they they're um, or maybe not not that's that's hard that's harsh. Not that they don't like. Uh, it's not that they like bigger cons. Um, I think there's just some part of that that it provides to them, but that's just different, different gamers. Right. Um, right. Uh, I think I talk to a lot of different communities and they, they like a lot of different things. And so, um, but you do have to be somewhat generic in that sense of if you're going to get to that somewhat of that level, uh, of a regional type of thing, you, you have to, you, you have to address some of that. Um, and then some people aren't going to like, you know, there are people who aren't going to like Arizona game fair. I totally get that. Um, you know, it's fine. It's, it's, um, I, I had this conversation with somebody. I was the first convention I was trying to get, I was trying to get people to comment. So I was going to all these events and I, 
I talked to this person, I sat down and I talked to them and I was like, yeah, we're, we're throwing this gaming convention. We're going to have this library of games and you can come and you, you, know, you can play. And, and it's, it's you know, it was like $30. It was $30 for two days. It's $30. And she just looked at me. She says, why would I pay $30 to come play games when I can come to this meetup and play games for free? And I was like, well, you have a, you have a very good point there. Um, you know, and it's like, uh, it was not, she was not ever going to come to, well, even to other conventions, she was very happy showing up and playing, uh, you know, at a meetup where she wasn't, you know, she wasn't paying for anything and people were bringing games. And so she was happy. And <laughs> there were meetups that happened during game fair where people, you know, they, they were at a meetup somewhere playing games where, you know, it's like, my expectation isn't that, or my goals aren't that. My goals are not. Uh, I'm going to be the biggest, and you know we're going to we're going to. That's that's not necessarily. There is some ramp up coming, like that I'm trying to do so that I can avoid some of the, to get to that level of, uh, some of it's just leverage, leverage with the locations. And this is Kickstarter has been great. I think when we talked about the proliferation of. Cons are everywhere now because they're doing Kickstarter for them, and so it's like games too. So Kickstarter makes it, you know, it cuts out that risk. It cuts out a lot of stuff. I mean, there's some advantages and disadvantages to it, right? Like, um, and how you run your Kickstarter and how it's, you know, that kind of stuff. But, right. um, but you know, that's uh, Crit Crit Hit and <clears throat> Maricopacon. Both are under that. Guys, they're telling people like, if we don't get this number of people, this thing's not going to happen. And so, you know, if you want to, if you want it, you want to support it, you have to do it now. And this is, um, you know, my thing that was a little different. It was just like, let's do it. If it doesn't work, well, I Andrew made a dumb, <laughs> Andrew did a dumb thing, right? Um, and but if it did well, then then um, you know, they're just different models of of doing it. But um, but I, I've had those can you know, the, uh, the competition conversations a couple of times. And, um, I think there's room. I, I, I think that they seem to be kind of, everybody's fallen into their slot. Um, you know, there's the Rincon has it. I would never, you know, do anything near Rincon because I respect them and what they're doing. And it's not, I would not want to, um, and I would hope that they would do the same. That's, that's where it comes. That's where competition is like, <clears throat> I'm gonna. I'm not gonna do that. But now, if you do something, you're right, you know, right. The gloves, the gloves are kind of off, right? Like, um, but you know, it's like um, I try to reach out to people and find out what their dates are and what they're doing and the kind of, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Right. So. Well, and you know, and you know, like so many things we're talking about, it comes back to that sense of community, and we're all kind of in this together, and you know, we want to see everybody succeed, and you know, sometimes that can be difficult. Like you know, like I said, we have a bunch of game stores down in, in Tucson or up in Tucson for me, uh, and but I typically shop. Yeah, I exclusively shop at aisle. <laughs> don't sure. go anywhere. You're right. Cause there's only so much money you can spend, but right. you know, with the conventions being spread out as much as they are, I, I, you know, for me, like I said, this year, I'm, I'm going to try to do all of them. Maybe, maybe that's unrealistic, but I, you know, I want to see, you know, the community as a whole be successful and, you know, sure. be able to go and, and, you know, meet people that I haven't played with before and play games I haven't played before. So, you know, hopefully most people will kind of see it the same way and they want to, you know, participate. They want to see you do well. They want to have an opportunity to, you know, go to another place and play more games because everybody wants to play more games. 
Right, and but it, it comes to where you you have to make a choice, right? So this is what this is how I explained it to um, people, you know, people who are so there's you know, there's Phoenix Comic Con, there's Game On, there's Arizona Game Fair, there's Crit Hit, there's Maricopa Con, um, there's RinCon. All right, so that's that's some of the bigger ones, uh, and there's there's new ones popping up like weeds everywhere. Um, but what ended up happening is you're gonna have to. Th- this is where it comes. You're gonna have to make a choice, right? Um, and my bet is that I want you to choose me, right? I, uh, it, especially for people, there are people, I have um, uh, friends who um, will go to a lot of them. And there are people who will come play games and get them for free, right? Like, um, I don't, that's not Jason's, Jason's model is everybody kind of pays, right? It's a Kickstarter uh, type of thing. Um, but, you know, our model is, is that if you come and, you know, do games and do panels and do that kind of stuff. We're gonna, or if you come help us run it, we're gonna, get, we're gonna, we're gonna copy. So there is this opportunity. Phoenix Comic Con is, is similar. I know it's, stuff's changing there. Even some announcements today about some stuff. Um, uh, Game on, I think, is very similar. Um, but as you talk about, like these gaming conventions cost thirty. <laughs> these. She wants in on the conversation. She wants in on the conversation. Um, he just wants to bite me because he's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I had to come. I had to come to a different place because my dogs would be like would be <laughs> definitely uh, letting you. Uh, uh, so they would have wanted a, a word in edgewise, but but you have to make a decision because you know each of these costs. Uh, you know, Comic Con costs a certain amount of money. RinCon costs money, especially for people from Phoenix who have to go down there and think about a hotel. Yeah. Uh, uh, Arizona Game Fair. Uh, we have people coming up from Tucson, uh, which is great, uh, but they have to think about housing and and those kind of things. And so when you start thinking about, it's like Isle of Games is a great um, uh, game store. I have not been to a lot of the other game stores, and that's only mostly because of uh, my relationship with Isle of Games comes through conventions and not so much going there to shop. But I have been down there, anyways. Um, you know, it's like Phoenix has a bunch of game stores and. There are people who will drive all the way across town because they like that game store better than that game store. And so you've made a decision. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what you get. There's lots of choice now. Um, and if you like the small cons, if you like what Jason's doing, or if you like what Jim's doing, like there's really, you know, Jim has great RPG. Crit Hit is, is uh, you know, doing uh, the RPG stuff really well. Uh, and, uh, you know, you can... Uh, they're doing more board games and and that kind of stuff, but like you make it, you have to. Sometimes you have to make a choice. And some of the bad part is we're all asking for money at the same time, right? Because yeah. Comic Con badges just went up. Arizona Game Fair is up. Crit Crit Hits having their, I think they're launching their Kickstarter in January. Jason with Maricopa Con has already launched his. Oh, did it? Yeah. It. Shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It launched. Um, I think he launched it. It has to be this. Maybe this week. It might have been this week. Damn, okay, um, I'll make a note. <laughs> yeah, and then there's a uh, uh, MacroCon. Justin, uh, Justin and Jason are working together. Um, uh, Justin's trying to do these these uh, mini game day things. Uh, so we'll see how, where that goes. Um, game on is really trying to in, do more uh, board game stuff. I know. Um, so it's comp- like I said, going back to our earlier conversation where. I think it's great. Like, there's lots of choice. There's lots of things you can do. But it does, you know, it, it, I don't think they can all, um, maybe they can. I don't know. I, you know, can they all survive? And I think some of it is just the, what their goals are. Jason's goal is, I mean, he, he'll tell you this, is 
it's not about the money. It's not about the, you know, he wants to have that con that he wants to put on that he thinks people, you know, enjoy and they do and they support it. And, uh, you know, and that's what he's doing. And, you know, our, our thing I think is to, to maybe try to be a little bit more of that regional, um, it's a great time in Arizona and we live in this, there's a, this is one of my other big problems is there's this, uh, all the great conventions are on the East coast. I mean, PAX, like PAX Unplugged, which would have been a great thing to go to Philadelphia. Uh, Geekway is in St. Louis. Um, you know, well, it's not East coast, but I mean, it's on, it's across that the Mississippi yeah. that way. I mean, BGG is cool. It's Dallas, but it's still Dallas. I mean, right. um, you know, there's some LA stuff that goes on. There's a uh, strategic and, and the other two, uh, ones that they do, uh, during the holidays as assault con is kind of probably one of the bigger orc, orca, orca con in, uh, is it orc, orca con in Seattle area? Where is it? Portland, Seattle. One of those, that's starting to be kind of a, that regional kind of thing. I don't think that's here. Um, you know, that's, that's where I see us going, but I do agree. You know, if you can, you can get too big and lose sight of, and I think you can just have the industry change like Phoenix comic-con where, you know, suddenly you have to start paying people, you know, and how, then how do you make money? Yeah. Um, yeah. And you definitely have to change the way that you interact with, I mean, Phoenix comic-con had, you know, the fallout with their community um, because of just changes they had to make. Um, but I try to explain it to people is like, I'm not, I'm not, um, I may be competitive because there's money involved. Like RinCon's the same way. Rin, RinCon, there's money involved. Mm. Like that RinCon costs, I mean, I've, I've had conversations with them. RinCon costs money. You know, you have to rent the hotel. You have to, uh, you know, you have to do all of this stuff. We're in the same boat. Um, the Kickstarter one, people are, are um, there's no, there's really no risk. Yeah. Either funds yeah, or it doesn't. So yeah. why, do you, why do I care? It funds or it doesn't. And, you know, they, they do funds because I think they provide something that people want. Um, but it's just dealing with that idea of like, if I get competitive, it's just because man, there's, there's, you know, and it, it's paid in advance. It's not like I've paid for the Arizona game fair is pretty much paid for. Uh, I mean, there's still stuff uh, rolling in, but you pay in advance. It's not, it's not a thing to where like, Oh, the bills do after you run your events. <laughs> yeah. like, it don't work that way. They, they want the money up front. Um, and so, you know, it's like, my competitive comes from that idea of that, like, no, I, I have, I have to put something on that, that, um, that I, that people are going to want to come to and pay money to come to, um, and, and to go along that way. Um, I think Kickstarter, uh, like this is no way knocking Kickstarter cons. I think it's a great way, um, for stuff to get started and to get going and to provide that, that community, um, and you know it helps build on that. So, like I said, it's not knocking them at all. It's just a different. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm looking forward to it. I'm. I'm bringing three people along with me. So, cool. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm. I'm looking forward to getting in and playing some games and and teaching some games and and just 
you know, experiencing what Phoenix has to offer in the way of, you know, gaming. And, and, and we know some, I know some people out that way, you know, associations through Twitter and, you know, people that come down to Rincon and stuff. So I, you know, I'm looking to catch up with a few people. So I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. I mean, if we could do what, like, and I'll explain this, uh, like uh, Rincon, if we could do what Rincon does, is like I said, when I, from Phoenix, when I go down to Rincon, I really enjoy it because of the community. I mean, all you guys have such an amazing group of people down there. If, if Arizona Game Fair could do half of what Rincon does in that sense, I think that's, you know, that's the great, the great part of it. If you guys come up and start building those relationships with the, because the, there's some great Phoenix gamers, uh, you know, that, that are just amazing. Um, you know, that, those connections are, are, like I said, if I could do it half as well as Rincon does, you know, I, I'm happy because I think that's that's some of the, you know, it's not the games, it's the people. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's I, I know the games get in the way a lot of times. You know, what do you play? What do you like to play? What did you get? You know, it's like I'm buying. You know, I'm trading this. And do, you know, it's like that's the the stuff that's there. But it's the, um, you know, it's like oh, I got to hang out with David Short. We got to play a game. You know, it's like uh, I, I enjoy when I go down to Rincon to talk to. You know all of those guys that, um, uh, and the convention. You know the people who run it are awesome, and, and so it's that kind of that kind of thing. It's really cool. And, and and for people coming up, this is only going to be the second year, so you get in right at the ground floor and and ride the the wave that's going to be the <laughs> AZ Game Fair moving forward. Yeah, like I said, I it's it's um, we hope. I mean, uh, it, it is one of those things where you can't tell what the future is going to bring. I mean, you can only do. Do what you I, I do i can say that we were working on 2019 uh i you know the space has to be booked um that far in advance um and so i we are doing one other uh we have plans in april for a mega game i'm not sure if you've heard about this uh there's a, a mega game is kind of a um uh it's kind of a mix between a larp and a board game hmm. like if a larp and a board game hooked up Kind of maybe a model UN also maybe a little. <laughs> All right, so imagine getting uh, eighty to a hundred of your friends together to play one game. Uh, and so what we're bringing is uh, called Watch the Skies. Watch the Skies was a uh, a mega game. Uh, in fact, Shut Up and Sit Down did a, a big thing where they went to Watch the Skies. Uh, and essentially, what it is is it's the the aliens uh, have arrived. And you are uh, you play um, countries and journalists, and you play this game, and it's an eight-hour game, and uh, you take your turns. You have teams, and you take turns, and there are controllers in the game who help you with uh, information that you're getting. And then this mega game has a giant globe. It's it's a, a metal globe that they use to put uh, pieces on there so they can keep track of okay. uh, the game as it's going on. Uh, it's being run by, there's a group in uh, uh, California, Sacramento, um, called the uh, uh, West Coast uh, Mega Gamers. Uh, and they are running the game, and then we're hosting it. Um, the Arizona Game Fair is hosting it. It's going to be April 21st um, in the Spiel Pro warehouse. So I have a warehouse from my game part company that I share um, and they've allowed me to run the 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 uh, the event at the at the warehouse, so it's going to have kind of a 
uh, a warehousey kind of cool thing going to it. So, but we're hoping that they they run these games in California and get 70, 80 plus people uh, playing this this game. So it's gonna be really really cool. Uh, it's gonna cost forty dollars to play, uh, or you can volunteer if you if you want to just experience it. You can volunteer and be one of the controllers, and so you are basically like a game master. Right. Part and part of the game, and they each each all the controllers have different um, roles that they play, and so that's the, something we're going to do. We want to do stuff like that too, where it's not it's not really a full convention, but it's something different that's not happening in Arizona. <clears throat> and so, uh, Richard Newby, who's our um, uh, we call him Director of Mayhem, <laughs> the, he helps with all the coordination of all the panels and all that kind of stuff. Anyways, he went to Gen Con and they they had he met these people there, and so we've just been in negotiations to bring them out. They are going to be at the game fair, handing out information and doing all that kind of stuff. So and then people can register. Registration is going to open next week, but people can register at the game fair. It's going to be really cool. I mean, I it's hard. It's hard. Somewhat a little hard to visualize, but. Um, it's kind of like, I think the RPG people will be into it, but yet it still has kind of a board game thing to it because you take a turn and you have to be, you know, like you have to make a decision and you have to decide something. And so it kind of has this mix uh, of stuff. So cool. That sounds pretty interesting. Yeah. Cool. So we'll, you'll hear more about that coming. Okay. And we'll, and we'll see them uh, at the game fair. So yeah, they're, they're coming out. They're going to have a, a, a table, and they're going to be handing out uh, flyers. And I'll start, flyers will start showing up. Uh, I'll send some down to Tucson. But flyers will start uh, uh, showing up in the local game stores here. And we'll start promoting it <clears throat> as we get closer. But yeah, they're coming out to Game Fair. Um, and the game, the game can run 100, 100 people. So it, it could be, you know, um, this is the first one, obviously, that we've done here in Arizona. Uh, so, you know, our, our expectations are, my expectations aren't a hundred, but I'm hoping that, yeah, that yeah, it's, yeah. I, I mean, Phoenix is a big city and, you know, uh, if we do it right, we can get a good number of people. But I think, I think it's one of those games where it's kind of like the more, kind of the bigger the feel it is, the better. <clears throat> right, so. right. You get a lot of interactions, people bouncing off each other. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, maybe we should wrap up then. You mentioned a couple of times uh, SpielPro.com is the is the company that you're running. It's uh, pieces and parts, bits and bobs that people can uh, come in and buy if you're, you know, missing one of your – is it like, if I, hey, I'm missing my Parcheesi piece, they can find a Parcheesi piece, or is it more uh, yeah. geared, like designers, developers, where if you need like meeples and, uh, you know, random, you know, parts and things? It started out um, – I was – selling games on ebay well um you know kind of uh i had a bunch of stuff in my house that i wanted to get rid of and i just started selling it on ebay and i was like well this ebay thing's kind of fun <laughs> and so what they suggest is so i started doing some research and they're like you know you should you should focus on something and so i looked around and everybody was selling games um but what I, I started doing is I started going to goodwills and i was i started to know which were the good games right like i, I started to know okay, if I buy that game for $3, I can sell it for 40 or I can sell this one for 50 I know, I started to know the value of the games that were there. And I was like, like, this is cool. But everything I was reading was saying, you want to, you know, you want to, you want to focus on, on something. And it's like, everybody was doing this. And, and plus driving around to all the Goodwills is just, you know, I would, 
if I'm go, I, I'd, I'd have this path, like I was going to work, I would just stop at all the Goodwills and I'd do it on the, you know, a different one on the way home. And I started doing this stuff and, uh, uh, there were parts in the, uh, in the games and I started selling those and I started, well, maybe I could just buy some of these. And so I, I started finding, um, you know, company or, you know, manufacturers. And, uh, so I started doing it when I originally decided to do it, it was for game designers. I mean, it was like, there was print and play and then there was, um, uh, oh man, I'm blanking on the, uh, game crafter, the big one, game crafter. Right, right, right. But most, mostly what they did was they focused on, I think they focused on the printing of your game, you know, like the, the cards and the, the baking the game and the parts were kind of, oh, and we have some parts. Right. And, uh, so I just started importing, I was doing this in my house and, uh, it just started, you know, it took up a room. And then I took up two rooms <laughs> and then, you know, it just got, it, it, I got better and better at it and I started bringing in more stuff. And, and, uh, so we, um, um, I moved this year, end of the year into a warehouse. I rent a, I lease a space out of, uh, it's called max six. It's this big warehouse and I lease a space out of it. And, mm-hmm. and so it's, it's just growing, but our, our customers are, um, game designers. Um, dice people we we have a uh we're starting to get a, a bigger selection of dice uh accessories like i have sleeves and, mm. and stuff like that but i also teachers um because a lot of teachers use like spinners and sand timers and all these kind of things in their mm. in what they do and i've been working more with with that so that's some of it and then some of its publishers um so there are small publishers who need they're not getting their game manufactured in um, they're not getting their game manufactured in China or, you know, like there are some, some small print companies in California and they're getting a game made. And so they need some stands or parts for that. And so they'll buy you know, anywhere from a thousand to 20,000. I mean, I had somebody, you know, like 20,000 little game stands that they needed for a game they were making here in the U S and wow. um, so some of it is, um, just straight e-commerce, right? Like uh, the website, spielpro.com is you just go on there and you can just, you, it's, it's, uh, you can buy one or you can buy as many as we have, which people have done. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a ter- you get that email in the middle of the night. You're like out of stock. Shit. So <laughs> somebody just bought all of that. Um, I, I have a part, I, I don't remember what it was, but I had a part that was like, nobody had bought any of them and I had it for quite a while and I had quite a few of them. And suddenly somebody just one day bought every, and then, I, then you have to say, well, do I, do I buy more? Right. <laughs> Cause it was just one customer that bought them all, but maybe there's, you know, maybe there'll be another one, but anyways, so that's the kind of business it is, but we are starting to do retail. Um, uh, I'm starting to work with game stores and provide package parts and we're on Amazon. We sell package parts on Amazon. Cool. Um, so it's like, uh, you know, it's, it's packaged parts for retailers and stuff. And then, uh, bulk parts for just anybody who wants to go on there and buy them. But the customers are all over the place. Like I said, I, I originally thought it was going to be game designers, but it's kind of a, a bunch of different. different okay. Can can you buy Dyson sets? Like, um, you know, a, a set of D, you know, a, a Dungeons and Dragons set from D20. Yeah. So after the first of the year, we're going to start adding like all the Chessex and all that. I have some on there. And then we're importing um, some of that. So, so uh, I, for the first time, uh, 
this year I, I was at Phoenix Comic-Con. I had a booth at Phoenix Comic-Con, and so we'll, we're going to do that again. Uh, but it's going to be more dice. And so look for uh, first part of you know, the, the, the year to start seeing more of that on there, mostly because I'm, uh, we'll start ramping up for, for Comic-Con so that I have stock uh, for that. Because uh, that was just dice. People wanted dice. Yeah. Um, and then I'm going to SaltCon. We'll be at SaltCon, uh, which is March, I think, first. Don't quote me on the dates, but I think it's March, the first part of March. Um, and then I haven't decided. I've, I've, I've been uh, thinking about Gen Con or some of those. Um, but our, our convention um, stuff is a little bit more dice, but it, we still do bring all the, you know, we bring wood cubes and, um, but yeah, this year's pretty going to be uh, just growing into uh, more inventory. Now that we have the space at the warehouse, um, is bringing in more parts and more D and D dice, and you know some of the stuff that people, you know, there's all the Chessex and the, uh, you know, there's all kinds of like Q Workshop and you know all the cool dice. There's definitely some expansion as far as. Uh, and I think that's just because I, I just want to be all kinds of bits, not just, like I said, I think the game crafter and some of those are really focusing on the game designer. And we, we just kind of want to be like, it's game parts and accessories and dice and that kind of stuff. Right. But you can never go wrong with dice. You're always going to sell those. <laughs> yeah. And I like, I, yeah, I, um, there's a dice trading or not. They're, they're just like a club on Facebook. And I got to meet some of the guys in, uh, in Germany and it was just really cool. We got to, we traded dice and it was, it was fun, but yeah, there's, there's these huge dice, like Q workshop has a huge booth in Germany. And it was just amazing to just look at all the dice that they have. It was, it was just, it's a, it's a Gen Con has some of that. Uh, I have not been to Gen Con, but I, I've seen pictures of, you know, like the Chessex and the, you know, Kaplau does uh, a bunch of Kaplau or how are you? I can never pronounce. I don't know how it's pronounced. Yeah. But, and then there's all the new Kickstarter dice. There's all kinds of metal dice. Just so many metal dice out there that are just so cool. But yeah, I've I've uh, I, I'm into the dice now too. So, but but yeah, it's just bits, bits and parts, and they come from all over. Some from China, some from uh, the UK, some from Germany, some from Poland, some from uh, the US. The US uh, cribbage pegs uh, are made in. You know, there's there's a good chunk of wood bits that are made in the in the U.S. Not the Euro, like not meeples and that kind of stuff. Meeples and that tended, you know, were mostly from Germany, but now China. I mean, China just has knocked it all off. I mean, yeah, they'll do everything cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, SpielPro.com. Cool and. I have to admit that I forgot to put that link in the show notes before oh, no, we started, cool. so I will do that as soon as we wrap up. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's 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 been weird because um, <clears throat> that's you know, Spiel Pro is my. I tell people I make money at Spiel Pro and I lose it at Arizona Game Fair. Here you go. <laughs> that's going to be my new tagline: is uh, yeah, I make money at Spiel Pro and then I lose money at um, at Arizona Game Fair. But um, so, but yeah, it's 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 kind of a dual. Uh, a dual thing right now it's spiel pro is kind of it's it, the timing was kind of good because spiel pro is kind of wrapping up because of the holiday but you know the holiday shopping's done but then uh game fair is just gonna just rat, ramp up like crazy right um, and then i'll get a little bit of a break and then head into con season 
uh, and then the, some of the events that, and stuff that we're doing. So, oh, well, let me ask you this before we go: Are you going to have a booth at Arizona Game Fair for Spielberg? No, yeah. So I was the first one. I was, which yeah, I tried to figure it out um, because the first one I was, and then I said no, I, I can't. There's just no way. Um, and then I was like, okay, well, this year I could probably just hire some people, right, and just run the run the booth. And then I was like, no, because I'm I'm the kind of person who would want to be like over there making you know seeing what was going on, making sure things were running around. And uh, I can only focus on that one thing at a time. And so, no, Spielpro is like a sponsor. I mean, uh, you know, much of the money um, to get things rolling and all that, you know, came out of um, you know the, the Spielpro. So I, I would say Spielpro is the biggest sponsor of of game fair um you know some of that's changing we're getting it's going to take some while you know this is i my big thing is to try to bring the industry to arizona right um because i don't i just don't think we do enough of that um and so i'm hoping to get you know down the line get more of those sponsors but you know some of that just comes with reaching a certain size and, and that kind of stuff so but yeah steel pro is a big sponsor but no booth <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've, I, I do think about it, but yeah, it's like, nah, it's not going to work. So. All right. That's fair. That's fair. I just, yeah. I just thought it was an interesting. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, cool. This was awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that uh, we got a chance to hang out and chat. I'm, I'm excited to come up to, uh, to Arizona game fair in February. I'm uh, absolutely looking forward to it. So um, I'm glad we could, you know, help promote in our small way to, to, you know, get some people to come up there and, uh, and have a good time at the con. Yeah. And we're, and I just want to tell all your viewers, like, we're very open. Like if you have questions, if you have concerns, you con like, if, if you think we're doing it all wrong, like just reach out because you know, it's, I, I learn more from talking to people than I do from, you know, from not. And so, uh, you know, it's info at, uh, Arizona game fair.com to shoot me a message. And I mean, even if you want to tell me I'm a jerk, it's fine. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's, uh, but yeah, we, we, we want to hear from people. Um, you know, if there's people who want to do miniatures, if there's people who think that they have something that would fit in, you know, just, just reach out. We try to try to get back to people as soon as we can. So. Awesome. That's great. Don't email him and tell him he's a jerk. Just don't do that. Uh, it's fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm used to it. <laughs> All right. Well, I want to thank everybody for, uh, for checking this out. Uh, we hope we see you up at, uh, at the AZ game fair. Uh, if you like what you see, hit the link, uh, hit the like and the subscribe on the YouTube uh, there's links in the show notes for all this stuff. Uh, follow us on SoundCloud. We're on Twitter, Facebook. We're all over the place. So uh, if you like it, please click all the things. That would be awesome. If you love coffee, go to the website, click on the link for our legendary brew. You can get our coffee from Birds of a Feather Coffee Company. It's awesome. I just ordered two more bags today because I'm almost out and it's almost Christmas and I don't want to run out because then what the hell am I going to do? Drink Folgers? That's not an option. So uh, check that out as well and we'll catch you all next time. This podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop Broadcast Network. For more gaming-related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com.